The End of the Line, Episode 27, Mia. Positive affirmations will shape your attitude throughout the day. If you start your morning with positivity and strength, then the rest of your day will go to plan. So, repeat after me. I am the maker of my own destiny. I am the maker of my own destiny. With my inner strength, I will slay my inner demons. I'm not going to say that. I'll sound like a dick. Fantastic. Do you feel that fuzzy ball of positivity working its way through your body? Why do I need to talk myself into this? £25 for a monthly subscription of hippie shit isn't going to help with things I can't control. I'm just going to walk in. I'm just going to walk up to that doctor. Well... I've got to get past the guard dogs first, but once I'm through reception, I'll walk right up to the doctor and say, Ah! Oh, fucking Christ! Oh, just... Just breathe me in. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for going off on you, Molly. I didn't mean that thing about guard dogs. Is that a bit derogatory for pups like you, eh? (laughs) All I've got to do is tell the doctor. And they'll get it, right? It's week two of my fourth period in the last eight weeks. And the pain is just not letting up. What type of woman am I? I'm strong, aren't I? I'm I'm independent, right? I have never been scared into not voicing my opinion, yet I always let the doc steamroll me into being a doormat. I want this. Oh, well, oh, well, you'll get this. Oh, okay, bye, and thank you. Well, not this time. That's why I've got a list of symptoms in my hand and another list of what I want done about it. Oh, God. I'm sat in the car talking to a bloody dog. Can I get any crazier? Who wouldn't be crazy if this is the type of thing they have to deal with? On for a week. Off for a week. On for a week. Off for a week. On for a week. Off for a week. And now on for another two weeks. Oh, does that sound too repetitive for you? Oh, well, it bloody is. (laughs) Blood. Don't get me started on that. 
the mother of all clots and bleeding that won't thin out, not even after two bloody weeks. Is that too gross? Can I even talk about blood with them? Is that too far? How do you even broach the topic of clots? Should you be able to feel it? To know exactly when, well, when certain things are expelling itself from your body? I suppose after more than a hundred of them, you get used to it. But what I can't get used to is the shades. Cherry red. Rich mahogany. Brick red. Stunning scarlet. Rich rosewood. Preppy red. Oh my God, you could do a monochromatic portrait every month and still have shades left over. Hmm. No, that, that probably is a little bit too far. Doctors suck! No, no, Mia, doctors... Doctors don't suck. Not really. I'm sure this new one is lovely and intelligent. Well, they have to be to get through med school, don't they? Don't get me wrong. The last thing I want to do is shit on the heroes and heroines who got us through a pandemic trying their best to save everyone and themselves. But when it comes to, well, you know, monthlies, nature's punishment for not being up the duff, the Crimson Tide, Code Red, Shark Week. Well, doctors just aren't that good with that. Let's see what's on my list of grievances. <clears throat> I have irregular, heavy, painful periods. I get nauseous with the pain. And most of the time, I can't even move with how painful it gets. Then there's the weight gain. And the added issue of difficulty getting pregnant. None of those things are ordinary. Except, actually, they kind of are. I'm not the only one who goes through this. Five of my friends, five, have the same symptoms. OK, yeah, I only have five female friends, but one in ten women have this condition. Some don't even know it. I know cramps are normal and they're meant to be painful. But not the type of pain that makes you want to rip your internal organs out for relief. Imagine that. The only escape for when the uterus decides to redecorate is to stab it out. 
general. Well, you wouldn't know, would you? The first thing the vet did when I got you was to book you in to get spayed. The Red Sea will never part for you again. Lucky bitch. Ow! Uh, fuck's sake. Uh, just let the pain pass and get out of the car. Why can't I get my ass out of this damn car? This doctor is a woman. So that means she's got to be more sympathetic. She goes through it every month, so she'll get it. Except they never do. It's almost worse when it's a woman. It's like every woman who hasn't suffered through every period... They say the same things. Oh, you'll get used to it. Pain is normal. Means your body is working. Pain might be normal. But not pain this bad. Not the type that renders you incapable of movement. And if I hear the phrase, just exercise, it helps with the pain. One more time, I swear that I will uh, do absolutely nothing because I'm a wimp. But newsflash, it doesn't actually help when you can't even move in the first place. All of the doctors I've been going to have said the same thing. Go on the pill. It'll help. Does it fuck? I'm still missing periods. Still flowing faster than Niagara Falls. Still in the type of pain that could help fuel my interest in homicide. And it doesn't make me feel better. Yet when you were just six months, all the vets were trying to do were to convince me to have your sections taken out. Kept telling me how much easier it would be for you to live and for me to take care of you. So why in the fuck do we women who have the mental capacity to make our own decision have to put up with attending the Red Wedding every month. And sometimes more than just a month. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to march right in there and demand they take me seriously. After ten years of asking and begging for all this shit to stop... I'm going to make them do it. Take it all out. Take my uterus, my cervix, my ovaries and fallopian tubes out. Yep, the full Monty, a hist-a-fucking-rectomy. The first time I asked for a hysterectomy, I was 16. 
And apparently that meant I was far too young to make that decision, despite my periods being every two weeks and being so painful that I couldn't get out of bed to go to school. The next time I was, I want to say, 18, 19, old enough to know my own body and make my own decisions, is she fuck? Why would the doctors render a perfectly healthy woman barren? when she could have the chance to produce children. Because that's apparently all I am. A walking womb. A womb that might be null and void. At 14, I was told, you have polycystic ovary syndrome which means you won't be able to have children. And I can deal with that. I've had years to come to terms with not having children, naturally. And I'm really okay with it. But not being able to get out in the morning, go to work, go out with friends, that's what I can't deal with anymore. <laughs> I just used to be this confident little thing. The weight gain and mood swings have been, well, it's safe to say it's been tough on me too. <laughs> I used to not care what people thought of me. I used to be happy and fit. Now I'm going up a size every year. That messes with you mentally. I can't look at myself in the mirror anymore without seeing the girl I used to be instead of this balloon I've become. So time to take it out. That's it. I've got this. I'm going to walk up to the GP and say, I want a hysterectomy and you're going to let me have one. Now you be a good girl and stay put. Mama's going to get spayed. Try not to shit in the car this time. You say this is the end of the Mia was played by Eleanor Machin Fortune. The episode was written by Hannah Wales and directed by Mark Haywood. Casting by Sydney Aldridge. Music by Daisy Chute and Carrie Ann from The Herd Collective. The episode was recorded at The Sound Company in London and edited by Mitchell Harris. The End of the Line is an Ink Jockey production. But this is nothing.